0: From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, November 12th. I'm Marco Werman. Even after resigning as CIA chief, David Petraeus has lots of supporters defending his work. But some wonder if they were taken in by the myth surrounding Petraeus, the general. Painting him as a superhuman has its consequences in moments like this. And later, a disabled British veteran works quietly to help others wounded in battle. I think there is a real balance to be struck between being visible and being seen to whinge. And I think we wouldn't want to step over the line into whinging. That's Ahead on The World.
1: RIs, the world is supported by the Medtronic Foundation, supporting patient-serving groups, such as the International Diabetes Federation, who help empower individuals with diabetes to live life to the fullest. Learn more about the International Diabetes Federation and others who are taking on this disease at Medtronic.com.
0: I'm Marco Werman. This is the World New details continue to emerge about the investigation that led to the resignation of David Petraeus as CIA chief. FBI agents had reportedly known since last summer about the extramarital affair between Petraeus and biographer Paula Broadwell. But that information was not shared with the White House at the time because there was no evidence that the affair compromised security or that a crime had been committed. The scandal, though, represents a huge fall from grace for David Petraeus. He was credited with helping to bring the war in Iraq under control with the so-called surge back in 2007 and 2008. He later got good reviews for his command in Afghanistan as well, before going to the CIA. Spencer Ackerman is a senior writer at Wired who covered Petraeus, and he says tough questions about the general's command were not always asked.
1: In particular, the coverage around Petraeus during the surge in 2007 and 2008 was almost uniformly positive. There was some critical reporting, indeed, but, but a lot of it sort of melted away in the public eye, and, you know, you had the, sort of the apotheosis of Petraeus during his his September 2007 testimony to Congress, and this was sort of something the Bush administration wanted to cultivate. They wanted someone who had such a sterling reputation to be the, the face of the Iraq war during that period.
0: So do any of the revelations about Petraeus' affair, uh, about your own sense that his greatness as a soldier and a general was due in part to a subtle but successful media blitz, how much? much? Much of all of that now colors his actual ability as a general, a leader, and as someone who is now credited with turning the tide in Iraq.
1: It's going to be difficult to disentangle. Nothing in his personal life, you know, when it comes to this affair, reflects on his military career. Uh, The the affair appears to to have occurred after he had retired from the army. The reason why I wrote my piece was because it seemed that uh, there needed to be some stock taken journalistically about the degree to which You know, harder questions about strategy, about the two wars in general that Petraeus had commanded had gotten sort of swept under the rug while focusing on, you know, the the mystique, the myth of this, you know, somewhat superhuman figure Petraeus. And also painting him as a superhuman has its consequences in moments like this. The consequences that he doesn't uphold a kind of enormous outsized standard of probity that, you know, probably in reality, few of us could have.
0: And is that because of the kind of very turbocharged media machine that was built up around him? I mean, is that why we have this such a great difficulty in disentangling those different strands today?
1: I think there are two different levels of responsibility. One is the, you know, the staff around Petraeus did, you know, seek to build him up as this larger than life figure. And then secondly, there's the responsibility of journalists to to penetrate through that.
0: You talk about, you know, th- this interview that you got with uh, General Petraeus uh, when you were embedded in Mosul. I mean, I mean, basically, you were allowed to interview him as long as you went on this long, very tough run together. What did that kind of convivial sort of interview yield for you and for him? I couldn't complete
1: the entire run, I have to confess to you. I was, I was way too out of shape for that. And Petraeus seemed to really enjoy the fact that he could simultaneously lead. An exercise class while fending off and entertaining some questions from a journalist about, about policy and strategy. And, you know, I have to confess that, you know, had a kind of subtle effect.